it's a man's world. Okay. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? It's 7-ish. Monday night. It's Lifestyles of Love with your girls, Chris and Vic. I'm Chris. I'm Vic. Oh, sorry. Let me turn my volume down. Um, Well, here we are again. Vic's still at home. Well, she's home for now. She's working, but she's home. And um, I feel like we were trying to, well, I know I was trying to avoid having a serious, mm-hmm. you know, conversation and take on these, you know, take on these topics. But it just didn't seem right to continue to avoid it. Um, and there's just so much going on and. You know, I don't know if you want to express yourself. Um, I can express some things. Just tell you what's been going on. But first, what's actually going on? Because did you watch Insecure? I did watch Insecure. I watched it this morning. Mm. I was getting ready for work. Yes, because I definitely fell asleep early last night. Yeah. Uh, I fucking knew her ass was going to be pregnant. I, I know. My it. friend, my friend, uh. Oh, Ebony. Ebony called it. She called it two weeks ago, and I was like, well, that's definitely a possibility, but it it seemed um, that that had been written off last week when he was like, you know, I talked to Condola, and everything's good, and we're done, and, you know, we were going through the timeline of it, and I was like, she was definitely at that moment, like, I'm not going to tell this dude. He's blowing me off. He was supposed to come through. He was supposed to call me, and he didn't, you know, because he got wrapped up with Issa, and you know, I think she was having a moment and was just like, you know, I fuck this nigga. And then I'm sure she talked to some friends and some family and they were like, you need to tell this dude. And it just, you could just see his whole world just. <laughs> just it really combust. did. I was like, damn, nigga. Like his whole <laughs> like, like new what? life that was just waiting for him to start living it. It was just like. Dang, man. Um, I wasn't even... I was I was definitely, like, shocked at that moment, but I, I wasn't even emotional until uh, Tiffany. Tiffany made me super emotional, and at the end of it, I was just crying. Because I was just like, this show is over for now. Like, this is the finale until who God knows when. And... Another fucking year or you some know, shit. They just stopped well, probably production now. in February, so who knows? Right. With the way things are going, who fucking knows, honestly. But it was a different um, way. I, I thought it was good. The Tiffany part, this is why this show, it just felt so rushed. And this show is just, it's not long enough. If it, you know, sometimes like on the finales, like shows that are an hour will run like an hour and a half or two hours. And I feel like Insecure should definitely do that because I felt like it came to like a resolve, but I just felt like it was so rushed. Yeah. Like maybe it could have started last episode. I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> you know, it definitely, it did feel rushed and it felt out of place at the moment like when it was happening i was yep. like okay um i wish they had kind of picked up on that throughout the last five episodes i just wish they had kind of like dowled in it so we weren't kind of just like what now tiffany's missing what when since when what happened well 
I wasn't really surprised. She's got like postpartum yeah. uh, depression. Yeah. And so I wasn't really surprised because her ass had been like acting out the last few times we had seen her. And that's a, that's another thing too. Like I just I just feel like like especially like the last few episodes, of course, like Issa had her episode and then Molly had her episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I'd never get enough Kelly. And then Tiffany as a character, I'm like, okay, whatever. But we just don't ever really see them too much. And then they just like pop up. And of course I knew I was like, okay, this is gonna be the thing that like mends Issa and Molly or the thing that brings them right. together. That's what you I know? figure, yeah. So what I wanna know if Molly and Andrew broke up. I'm pretty sure they did. I'm pretty oh, sure that's no. what he was saying in that moment. It's <laughs> exactly well, what cause... he was saying. And then he asked her, like, what are you fighting for? And is that really what like are well, you really fighting to be right? Are you trying to are you fighting to be, you know, to prove people wrong? Or are you actually right. fighting for us? Really because what you, want. you right. know, I feel like it was a compatibility moment of just like the circle and the square. I was like, to her, she feels like this is all working perfectly because everything is on her time. Um, when she, what she wants it to be, and then he's missing all kinds of things, you know, like the relationship with her brother or with his brother, and um, just compromise in general because she, she's just so self-serving. So it's just. Um, I wish he would have spoke up on that earlier. I mean, he tried, but you know, he would get his head bitten off. You know, well, even when he yeah, tried, I, I even when they went on that first date and he was trying to say to her, you know, he was trying to even joke with her about Dro and she just like, she just went off. Like, you just told me this information and I'm not wielding it. You know, he wasn't weaponizing it. Um, but she can't, she can dish it, but she can't take it. Mm. And it's kind of always what it's been. But they well, did talk about Issa mm-hmm. and um, Issa and Yvonne got on live right before the finale last night. Um, and they were talking about just how <laughs> unredeemable Molly was this season and how, you know, <laughs> it was really kind of upsetting, you know, like. Yvonne was on like an, a, a defense Molly tour and she had to kind of defend the character to people and just give them a well-rounded, you know, cause everybody's basing everything off of this season and Molly has been a good friend to Issa, but she was not this season. So, um, people are just about cancel culture and people just want to cancel things. So, <laughs> um, they're just trying to cancel Molly, but they, they cancel can't write culture Molly out. just does not work. They can't write <laughs> Molly out. I mean, come on. No. And cancer cancel culture, like in a realistic standpoint, like what the fuck? It just it's not it's just not a real thing. I mean, it's not a successful thing, I should say. It's right. a real thing, but it's not a successful thing. Right. It's not what's it's not able to like withstand the test of time. It's not. So you know, it's just it's not. Roseanne's back out there, just so you know. Um Is she really? Oh yeah. She ain't hmm. going nowhere. Um, so anyway, I mean, how's it been for you, like, the last few weeks? I mean, you just moved to kind of a super black, um, region. And, um, I mean, you're not in New Orleans proper, but what is the, are there a lot of black people or a lot of white people near you? There's some Hispanics, Asians, or what's, what's, what's it look like over there? It, it, to me, it looks like Vegas. Like, I just see... I don't see, like, as many, like, Hispanics, um, like, in Vegas. Or, like, I do in Vegas here. Or, or Asian, same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do see more black people than I see in Vegas. Right. So, yeah. But I feel like I see a mix. I see it. Cause plus, you know, like, with patients and stuff like that, um, I feel like I have, you know... I'm actually kind of surprised at how many Hispanic people, like, I see at times. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. I, I see a mix of people, but I do see a lot more black folks than I see in Vegas. So are they protesting down there near you? Or are they, um, are they looting? Are they, are there riots happening? No, you know what? I, actually, I wanted to go protest. They were protest, protesting out here. I wanted to go. But then, of course, you know, there was this thing about... Um, the city or whoever the fuck it was. I don't know who it was. I was like leaving these bricks around. Yep. So yeah, I chose not to go. Yeah, I um I haven't been going. Um and they've been Are they pretty still protesting peaceful. in Vegas? 
Yeah, they were trying to do something. They just did something yesterday. It was like uh, it was this weekend or something. They were trying to do all these like um, solidarity um, mm-hmm. protests, but I think something went down on the strip. Actually, people got arrested because um, there was a whole like thing about you know i saw a bunch of posts about like if anybody needs representation who's been arrested on the strip or whatever so mm-hmm. um i don't know i just i just know for me that my voice is not going to be heard on the street and i can do more in this way you know i've been trying to do stuff online and talk to my white friends um and give them right. an opportunity to um take accountability for their white privilege or take accountability for their whiteness or just for their ignorance or for their you know um whatever whatever it is that they feel yeah i i heard one of the shows i really want to go and watch the one that you have with evan um mm-hmm. but i watched one of the shows uh i can't remember the friend's name which one was it that number was, one number was two, on there number four i think it was the first one with eve yes uh-huh yes okay yeah i really enjoyed that I yeah really everybody did. really liked that one i mean that was the first one and she, right. was, she was super raw, you know. And she was, and I'm so appreciative for that, and I thank her for that, you know, because I can't imagine that that must have been easy for her to right. do. No, I mean, she was very shocked by her lack of awareness, um, and especially being Jewish. I think Jews kind of get in their own world, too, and they just kind of, you know, lucky for them they're able to kind of like block everything else out they have their own schools they have their own churches they have you know um they really do yeah i i uh and yeah a big thing we talked about on that show was the fact that jewish people have this birthright trip you know and Mm -hmm. um how i think black people deserve to have the same thing and actually my mom was watching a some kind of video with boris um cujo and he's he, German or something, Yeah, right? he's German. But he's also, he was born in Ghana or something? Yeah. And I mean, that name is pretty. Right. <laughs> and so he was basically talking about the exact same thing I was talking about. He was talking about the fact that Jewish people have this birthright and that he wants to start a situation doing the exact same thing of like, let's figure out how to make this for black people and give them an opportunity to even stay over there and, and flourish and build up the communities and I mean, I'm sure these African people are like, fuck you, people don't come over here. But I think either way, it's a good way to just find out where we came from because they don't, the history books just don't go back. They don't go past slavery. They don't go any further back. And so people just think black people just appeared. Um, and, you know, it does. It definitely seems it's like crazy. that with like all these fucking brands coming out, like with the fucking Band-Aid shit coming out with like, you know, all these fucking like flesh colored fucking band aids, um, and I saw this thing that was like, oh, like all these companies are coming out like with all their, um, you know, diverse like their their employee makeup and things like that. Like they're oh. doing all these things. Like black people just came out, which I thought that was yeah, funny. like this is but, um, like this is new. I, I could, you know what? Honestly, to me, like it's upsetting because it it feels like a fucking trend. <laughs> Like totally. it, it feels like a trend, um, and that whole fucking thing. Oh, girl, girl, what? That whole fucking thing with like all the fucking senators or whoever the fuck when they were like kneeling down and they're what the oh, fuck yeah. was that shit? Well, that was what definitely a ploy. Was that that was a ploy for black voters. No, like get the fuck. But the point, is, no. and that's another get thing that I've really, I've really had a hard time coming to. Gr- I'm not even having a hard time coming to. Gr- I'm having a hard time letting it go. The fact that this voter suppression is real and that we just keep ignoring it and won't, we can literally like deposit a check and it's in our bank account by the next day, but we can't figure out a way to vote, use a fucking app, your email, get a tracking number. I don't understand why it's so difficult still in the year 2020. People, they, they hound you to register to vote. Mm-hmm. For probably a different reason, not having anything to do with voting. But um, they hound you about this and then make it impossible for it to happen. 
And then we're in the middle of a pandemic on top of it all. And I really feel like people mm-hmm. are just ignoring the fact that we're still in the middle of a pandemic. And that's another reason why I don't want to be out here protesting is because there's people out here who just are not wearing masks and don't give a fuck. And that's cool. You know, like, if you don't care, fine. But there should be, se- I don't want to say segregation, but separation, okay? Like, if we're protesting, the people who aren't wearing masks and stuff, we need to have a separation over here and whatnot because we're just all mixing in here. And the numbers are spiking. Well, I think that... I think once you step outside, it's really at every, it's at your own risk. Yeah. Um, Cause even, you know, wearing a mask and things like that, I mean, it only protects you so much. Um, and me, you know what? Let me tell you something too. As somebody who has to go outside sometimes in motherfucking hot ass, New Orleans, mm-hmm. humid ass, Louisiana, with that fucking mask, that shit is no fucking joke. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes I really feel like I'm on the brink of a fucking heat stroke. So this this mask shit, like, this shit is, it's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I was saying today, I was like, do you think we'll ever be ever to, like, to not wear masks again? Like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, definitely. No, I don't know. I really no, don't I mean, know. well, I maybe people know. who people who are susceptible to illness, probably no. Well, they probably wear, I think they we're wearing masks before this, you know, yeah. but I was thinking about that too. Like I work, I was like, I'll probably always wear a mask for, well, for, for your forever. Job. Well, cause I've, before Corona had even happened, I've definitely had patients like cough in my fucking face. And that shit is like, bruh. <clears throat> yes. You know, <laughs> I, 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 I hate to, you know, I mean, you know, nurses and doctors are, definitely out there on the front lines and stuff but at the same time <laughs> ain't this what you signed up for Bitch, <laughs> no i mean not that specifically like not to get cough you know coughed on but i'm just i'm just saying like no. you signed up to help people no. heal cover your fucking mouth no fuck no no right. cover your goddamn mouth oh well some no. people can't cover their mouths if they're in the hospital. Then that'd be, I'm talking about people around you. And uh, this is, there's a particular infinite I'm thinking of. Yeah. And this motherfucker covered I remember his you mouth told me. And he did not. No. Uh, okay. Anyways. Moving on. Nothing got on me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, um, y'all are y'all are Earth's angels, and I give you all the credit. All the credit. The fucking nerd. if someone I mean I I I mean I I couldn't even I couldn't even live to tell that story, um, but I digress. You gotta do like a you gotta like <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> y'all need some yeah. sneeze guards you know y'all do. So I mean some people sometimes you'll have them it all just depends uh, but anyways yeah girl mm. so I mean. Mm-hmm. I just feel like there's a lot there's a lot of um there's a lot of layers to all of this and I it's. It's like hard to know what to be mad at each day, and um, it's just very overwhelming. Like I've had to take myself offline a few times, which I actually think is a good thing because oh, it does feel nice. I to just I definitely did. Yeah, to just not be on and not be clued in, to be honest. Um, yeah, I I def I absolutely did, and I'm about to say something that may that it may sound ignorant. You know, I'm not a big um, I don't really watch the news, mm-hmm. so well. Primarily because I don't have fucking cable. <laughs> but on my TV, I think I can, you know, I've like caught some things. Um, I've got like some free apps or some shit on this fucking TV. But um, so honestly, I couldn't tell you what phase. I mean, and this is, it's, this is irresponsible of me because I don't know. I think we're in phase two here, but I don't know what that includes and all these things because I really don't like go too many places. I really don't go. You know what I mean? I kind of frequent the same places, um, like going to Target and shit like that. That is very responsible of me, but I just, I watch the news a lot, like, at work. It's on. I was going to say, I just, isn't it on time, at work? Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's on, it'll be on at work, and I just, every time I just see it, I, you know, I'll read it, can't really hear anything, mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I usually just shake my head, and, because, what the, like, what, what time of, what time of, life are we in right now yeah i think we're pre i think we're like what the fuck pre jetsons i think i think that's the next 
not not the immediate next, but I think that's where we're getting. You know what I mean? Where it's like I'm gonna be start where I'm gonna start seeing my doctor like this, you know, and it's right. just gonna be a camera. There's gonna be a camera that just zooms right in and scans my face, and uh, you know, I can get they can take my temperature and and scan my body, and I, I mean, I don't know. I think I told you to watch Wally. Watch Wally. That's where we're going. Yeah, I haven't watched That's that where yet. we're going. Did you watch um, Dave Chappelle's new special, 846? Yes, I did. What did you think about it? I mean, I thought it was great. I thought it was awesome. Um, I... I always give Chappelle a lot of credit for just having the, I don't know, something about his delivery and his, like, voice. I don't know. There's just something about the way that he speaks that it's like presidential, but it's not. He... He gets away with a lot of shit, I think. Yeah. I mean, no, he's definitely gotten himself in trouble. Yeah. But I feel like there's a, you know, sometimes there's just those, there's just that person who can say it and other people can't say it. Like exactly. he's that person. He's that person. He's that yeah. person. And because I think for him, he, he, you know, we know that this is a man who walked away from fucking millions of dollars. Billions. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he don't give a fuck about, you know, he don't give a fuck. Yeah, he's not here to be liked, you know. He knows right. that at this point, you either you either know him or you don't. I mean, you either love him or hate him, but either way, right. like, you respect what he says because he's always coming from a place of truth, and he's always coming That's from a place of, saying. like, you know, he's not just talking shit. Of course, he could come out there and say a whole bunch of stuff and make us laugh, and at moments, I did laugh, but... I definitely cried watching that shit. I didn't cry, but I, I, I mean, I just, I, I felt him. I felt him, and I knew, I knew and understood what it was that he was trying to say, and I, I was there with him. I got it. Yeah, no, I, I just, ugh. I, I have, I can't lie. Like, I didn't watch that that video of George Floyd. I couldn't watch that shit. I didn't watch all of it. I could not. I couldn't watch that. I, if like, I had known that he survived or if he had ended up in the hospital or something, like, maybe I would have been able to watch it. But knowing that at one point he's alive and the next point he's dead, like, I was like, no. No. And then, because I had heard things about the video, which was exactly why I was I couldn't fucking watch that shit, you know. Yeah. Um, and because I, I remember for me, like, the very first dead body that I ever saw, like, freshly dead, like, not at a funeral. That shit is, like, embedded in my brain. Mm. And so... I couldn't watch that because, like he said on there too, like that. I, you know, I'm not. I, I knew that I would, that was something that would be embedded in my brain, and I had heard that he had, you know, cried or was calling out for like his mom who had passed away, and I was like, I, I can't. I saw that part, you know, and he and he said that, yeah, and um, I I couldn't watch that. I I couldn't. I don't. I would not be able to fucking stomach that shit. But when he said that, um. He's like, you know, I understood that this was a man that knew that he was going to die. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't, I can't do that. I can't watch that shit. And it was also like watching him because the way that he was processing everything, it's like all these numbers that added up, you know, mm-hmm. like his birthday and like the, the time he was born, all these things for him that were like flashing life, death. Right. Um, Right. That was. It was very powerful. I just. I just. I give him so much credit just for being. I don't know what he is. I don't know what. I don't know what you call that. Um, he's like an oracle or something. But it's. It's not. It's not an oracle of the future. It's like an oracle of the times. Like he's just so able to capture in words like the times, and I don't know. Because it's so strange how like it's it's him you know like his birthday with kobe's numbers mm-hmm, and um, mm-hmm. things like that what All that's so i don't know I, I like i i believe like this this thing with numbers i don't know yeah totally yeah um what was i gonna say i pay attention to numbers quite a bit so no yeah me too and i think numbers bring a lot of clarity and remind you of things you know um, remind you to re- remember things. Mm-hmm. So, 
It was great. I, I, I did love it. Um, I think it's interesting now that all these companies are trying to come out and say a lot. Yes. Um, you know, after, I mean, before and after the Starbucks backlash. Um, well, here companies... we do PJ's coffee, so. Okay. It's a, it's a big thing out here. Oh, yeah, and I, downtown Las Vegas, whoever, whoever runs that, uh, that IG page, thank you so much. They actually gave me a list of. There's an Egyptian-owned coffee shop, Ooh. which I'm like, Egypt, okay. Africa, black. Um, and then Latin. But I was like, maybe it's time to open a coffee shop and a yoga studio. Um, because, <laughs> I I mean, I don't drink coffee, but tea, yes. And yeah. I'm not trying to run it. I'm just trying to own it. I feel that. So black people in yeah. Vegas, you know, think about these things. Like, think about the things that we don't have that people want every single day and are willing to pay are willing to pay white people for wine shop okay how about a wine shop shop. yoga studio how how, are there really any like i'm I'm just thinking back because i'm my mind's like all over the place really successful black businesses in vegas Um, Cork and Thorn, I think, is black owned. Um, I don't know. or at least partially, maybe. Um, Classic Jewel, Classic Jewel, Eclipse. I would say, I don't know if Eclipse is still up and running after all this, but uh, I didn't, I don't know. Um, is Eminem still open? Uh, I don't know if H and H, I think H and H closed again. Yeah, there was, yeah, it was like on Rancho and Craig. I remember Before Kathy's I left, when, I when we were kids. I remember Kathy's. That place was so good. That closed. Um, that's, yeah, that's close. It's It's hard to say. You know, even the beauty shops here. My mom used to say that when we were kids, too. She was like, all the nail shops all have black people in them. All the, all the um, hair shops have are selling to black people, but, you know, Asian people own them. And that's very true, too. Even just beauty supplies. Yeah. And they're selling to black people, predominantly black people and um, or people of color who, you know, need hair products. So that's another one. Even grocery store. Ain't no black owned grocery store out here. (laughs) Oh, you're fine. Um, No black owned grocery store chain or anything like that, you know, so. Yeah, we need to get on that, people. We need to get on that. Or at least more. Because, I mean, I'm sure that there's, you know, uh, some, like, mom and pops. I just, I, right now, like, I'm drawing such a, a blank, you know. But if you drive through, um, you know, certain parts of town, I'm sure some of that shit has got to be black-owned. Mm-mm. I don't know. but Like, I don't know if Mario's <clears throat> is black-owned. I don't know if Mario's is black-owned. It's a, what's good, GH? Um, it's just a time. It's not even about, it's not, I mean, city to city, state to state across this country, everybody, we need to get on top of these things. Even if it's an online business, I've been telling people, support black businesses online and yes. in your city because a lot of these businesses are selling skincare, hair care, accessories, you know, um, workout stuff and i mean candles there's plenty of yeah cleaning Mm -hmm. supplies there's all kinds of stuff so definitely like look online it's so easy on facebook and instagram to just type in something and find out you know what i mean and get it shipped to you people are happy to do stuff like that so i think that's the easiest way and then also you know donating that's what i've been doing trying to donate to causes sign petitions um, petitions yeah and just try to do research because it's just there's just so much energy being put towards these protests which i really really appreciate um but but you know what and i feel like what is so like this is not the first time there's been you know protesting or riots um but maybe this is like the longest the longest lasting because there's been some changes that have been made uh, cause how I really feel 
like when they were looting, I don't believe in looting like mom and pop shops. I don't believe in that personally. People, those, I don't even know how they were fucking surviving, you know what I'm saying, the pandemic, if they even were, right? Mm-hmm. So that I don't believe in. Um, but like these corporations, like the Target and all that, burn that shit the fuck down. I don't give a fuck. Burn that shit the fuck down. Yeah, I mean, I, it's hard to say like burn this stuff and don't burn this stuff um, when you're just angry or you're just poor and you're just looking for shit to steal so that you can sell it so you can because a lot of people are out here you know to put it into perspective still haven't gotten their original stimulus check still haven't gotten through to unemployment are fucking starving out here can't work and you know what they're doing what they have to do and um it's really upsetting that. that that's true and i'm not saying that i do not i do not subscribe to this looting at all i don't subscribe to any of it but i understand why it's happening And I don't really care because at the end of the day, (laughs) I just, I don't know. I just feel like you can't be a legit business in America at all if you don't have insurance. So Uh I just, I don't care. I don't know. And I know I don't have, I don't have a small business or anything. And I hadn't, I'm not an immigrant. I didn't work my ass off to become, you know, a certain level of um, the poverty line or whatever. I just know that people steal and people loot for all kinds of reasons. And And um, insurance covers that shit. And insurance does cover that. And I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to be cold-hearted about it. But there's just a bigger issue, and I understand it's not there's solving much anything. Issue. You know, it's not solving anything, and that's true. It's not. It's not solving anything. Um, but for these people, this dude just stole these Nikes. Maybe he'll be able to get make a buck and put some food on his table for once during this pandemic. I have no idea what people's lives are, so it's hard for me to judge and be like, you shouldn't do that. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just really, I could, I don't really care. I would never tell I somebody just, to I do it. And half the time, him. that's the other thing, too, is the problem is half the time the, the looters are white people who are being told to do it or are doing it just to do it. Or, I mean, everything I've seen, mm, I'm watching. I'm watching the live videos. And just like last night when people went crazy um, in the parking lot of where this dude who just was killed by the cops who, um, at the Wendy's. In Atlanta. Was that Atlanta? That was Atlanta. Yeah. Um, they're like, they set the Wendy's on fire. It was a white woman that set the Wendy's on fire. A white woman and a white woman alone. And they have her on camera. And they're like, oh, this is under investigation. We're trying to figure out who it was. What? (laughs) You can literally see this woman, like, burn something and throw it in and then all of a sudden there's a huge fire so i mean i don't know i just i've been having a lot of conversations a lot of fucked up conversations a lot of conversations to the side public and private and um it's it's hard because when all like all of this going on it's kind of hard sometimes to differentiate like who's an ally and then who's just doing shit to, you know, make it seem like, oh, we're going to blame Black Lives Matter uh, yeah. for, you know, this, you know, because I've also seen like clips where um, I think it was like a white woman was stealing out of some store and they were like, oh, maybe she's an employee doing inventory. Yeah, I saw that one too. My nigga, yeah. when, when this is happening, like, yeah. fucking inventory. I really hope she's not stealing right now. As you watch her walk away. Clean. (laughs) Clean. There's plenty of videos. Videos of people vandalizing, and it's usually these white people, and they're they're tagging BLM. There's that video of the cops, you know, basically egging a girl on and telling her what to write. And uh, I mean, it's everything gets corrupted. That's how I feel. Everything gets corrupted. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Whether it's good or bad. It gets corrupted by, I don't know, there's just corrupt people. There's people who feed off of this. They love this. They love the chaos yes. and the panic and the pandemonium um, and anarchy. So, And being able to get like their frustration out about something else and being able to blame yeah. it on a totally different, you know what I'm saying, group of people because you can right now. Yep. So. Um, and I'm not saying, of course, that like, you know, just 
to shit on fucking white people. Like, <laughs> no, and I mean that's why that's why I've been having these conversations too. Because I love, yeah. I have, I love my white friends. Like they wouldn't even be my friends, and I'm lucky that I have white friends who care about my life and I care about you know black lives and that want to help and that want to reach out and want to talk about this stuff and put themselves in you know the line of fire to hear fuck all from anybody yeah do, do you do you think that you have I'm glad you're having these conversations mm-hmm. because it does make me wonder at times do they care about your black life mm-hmm. do they care about all black lives um my friends, I, I, I definitely feel confident saying that they care about all black lives because most of my friends who are white, I'm not their only black friend. Okay. Um, if that was the case, maybe. Um, but I don't know. And that's why I ask them. I ask them the questions like, right. you know, have you ever felt in danger have you ever watched some racial shit go down and didn't say shit? You know, um, me and Marjorie yesterday, our conversation was very intense. It was very, I mean, really? it was really good. But she had messaged me after something I posted of, you know, there was this white woman that called this girl a nigger. And she, like, um, drove behind her to the police station because the white woman was like, oh, you're following me. I'm going to file a report or whatever. And the white woman at the time when she was filing a report, she's like, well, you guys say it to each other. So how come... When I say it, it's a big deal or whatever. So then Marjorie messaged me and she was like, yeah, so why is it a big deal? And Marjorie's Brazilian, by the way. So she, you know, she's a foreigner. And, um. Is she white, but she's white passing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh. <laughs> that was like Marjorie. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to answer this question for you. But I'm going to answer it on the air because, um, if I answer it right now, I'm gonna, it's going to sound rude. If I just type it out after knowing you just watched the video because it ain't about that but okay but you want to know the answer so I'm going to tell you so anyway I ended up sending her a video of a guy who she actually ended up knowing um who was basically talking about you know white people using the word versus black people using the word and the fact that white people get so it's another form of the privilege of the entitlement of like well you get to use it well how come I can't and I told her, I was like, everything is intent. It's all intent. On top of which, these are two, dif- these are two different words. And I was like, there's a thing, there's a five-letter word, Marjorie, and there's a six-letter word. And she was like, oh. And I was like, okay, so when you take the R off, it's a different word. And we manipulated that word for ourselves and turned it, you know, went from nigger to colored to Negro to hip-hop, you know, influences nigger thing. And it is what it is. Black people use it. And the video was telling her, like, every word is not for you. He was like, my wife refers to me as honey. Now, that's that's fine for her. But if we go out in the street and she hears a woman call me honey, that's not appropriate for somebody else to call me honey. Just like women Mm -hmm. call each other bitch, you know, but if somebody they don't know or some man calls them bitch, it's a different story. Um. There's just some words that are not for you. Just like gay men call each other homo, fag, all these things. It's like, that's for them. They've turned it into something that's for them. And that's their prerogative. But it's not for you. And the argument about within music, the N-word. Because I remember you were talking about, you know, um, how it it disturbs you (laughs) when you were at a concert. and And everybody was predominantly around you white and... Who was it? Kendrick Lamar or J. Cole? Um, fucking J. Cole. It was, it was at J. Cole. festival. And everybody said the word, right? With their whole motherfucking chest. Okay. But what I was saying, and I actually realized it as I was saying it, I was like, I feel like with music, music is a universal language. People sing Mariah Carey songs in English. They don't sing them in the language. And so music being its own universal language... It's hard to be like, don't say it because we're we're in a musical place. Now, you just talking to me, like what up my nigga, and you're and you're white? No, we're gonna have a problem. Now, if you're my friend, I'm gonna tell you don't don't ever say that again. And you're gonna be like, why? You and I say it, you know, you 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 say it to your friends. And then I would explain all of this, but um 
I that was the only I, I don't know I get I get back and forth with it because I just feel like it's hard if you are if you actually love hip-hop as a white person how could you be expected to to bleep out a word every time you heard a song you know what I'm trying to say? Like, if I listened to I Brazilian it. music and they use the word puta or whatever, and that's very offensive to them for somebody, you know what I'm saying? But if I'm singing the song, I don't know. I mean, white people don't use the word cracker, you know, black. I mean, white people don't use peckerwood in their music. But if they did, if Eminem did that, I would say it. Okay, so I kind of I have to disagree because I also feel like it's one of those um, give an inch and a motherfucker will take a mile. So no, I'm it, saying it it's hard. with music yeah. though. I understand you can't that, take it past that. If you're talking about past that, then we're not talking about music anymore. But as, like, that's why I said if you, I feel like if you're giving them an inch, I like, go it's okay if you just wrap it. Now mm-hmm. they're gonna like now it's gonna be okay for for people. I mean, to say and it. what I ended up saying was it depends on who you're around. It really depends yeah, on who you're around because care. some people don't care and some people do. So it really just depends on who you're around. I'm like, when if it's you and your white friends and y'all are listening to J. Cole, you're going to say it. Don't tell me you're not going to say it. If we're all at a concert and we're in this big group and J. Cole's up there, J. Cole's saying it, he's looking back at us, everybody's going to say it. You know, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that it's going to happen. Yeah, that, and if that you're a black person and you don't want to hear white people say nigga, then don't put it in your fucking songs. Because to me, I'm like, white people want hip hop too. They want it just as bad. They part of they like Wu Tang, and it's, well, it's just strange, that? you know. Yeah, she wants to know what you think. You want to know my take? So I, I mean, I growing up in hip hop, I used to say it all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. listening to Method Man and Wu Tang. But as I grew mm-hmm. up and started learning more about the word and um, and what it meant and how it hurt people, then I quit saying it. So I don't do that anymore. Um, but at the same time, like, I can't expect a 17-year-old, 18-year-old a dude in their 20s that th- they live around this word. It's a cultural word. It's more it's of a, a slang word. term mm-hmm. for that right. age group right now. And yeah. so to really get mad at them for saying it, why repeating hip-hop lyrics that is pushed to a lot of white kids exactly that are buying the music that that are streaming the music is hard like i'll i'll tell people in my car when they're saying it or repeating Mm -hmm. it when i'm doing lyft or uber yeah i always tell people to chill yeah if you're a white dude saying that in my car you're not going to say that in my car and i'm gonna tell you why yeah but we can't expect them all if you know they've grown up around different cultures and different races Mm -hmm. like a lot of us have Mm -hmm. i can't expect them to understand when their black homies are letting them say it all the time around them right right. when they're rapping the lyrics together saying it um can't super get mad at them now if they use it outside of the music like like chris was saying i think it's a totally different thing but that's the problem when it you're repeating problem. stuff in music, that becomes your slang term. It does. You're right. You're talking. Right. So I'm saying dope because I heard the word dope right. in music forever. That that's a word I use all the time now. Mm-hmm. So you right. do have to make a conscious effort to not do it in your music. And some people do it on purpose. I had a homeboy. My boy John Gibbs would rap at his concert, and he had this part that his rhyming word was N-I-G-G-A. Mm-hmm. And he would put the mic out. On stage, and everybody would say it. Right. And this is like church youth group kids, <clears throat> white kids <laughs> doing it, which was hilarious to me. But he would just laugh it off because yeah. he knew what he was doing. And, yeah. and I think he knew most of them meant no harm. But the problem is a lot of them will take it. And now they think they could say that anywhere. Right. And they might get punched in the face for and it. And that's what I just I said that, too. I was like, sometimes if you are going to say it and you're in an unfamiliar yep. situation... Be prepared yeah. to get knocked the fuck out because somebody ain't okay with it. And that's why it's better to learn to just not say it. Like right. I said, I repeat it all the time. I grew up listening to Wu-Tang and Nas and Jay-Z mm-hmm. and Snoop and Dre. So when you're repeating the lyrics and, and you're just bobbing your head in the car, of course, you're going to say it, you know? Yeah. Um, Eminem does not say it. 
And I, well, and, he, never, and he never said I, it. I would never want to hear not, a white rapper a say it in yeah. their music. You know what I'm saying? But what I'm saying is that Eminem has probably been called a nigga. He's probably, um, he's probably used terminology just kind of like around the way. But we don't know. We don't know. Okay. But. Um, but he never used it in his music, so I appreciate that he never used it in his music because he could have, and he probably could have gotten away with it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe not, maybe not with it. Dr. He would have got away with it at the time, yeah, and the then time. it would have popped up on Twitter Later. in 2020, mm-hmm. you're and right, you're right. you have to cancel yeah. Eminem now. But he didn't. He never did. Yeah. But see, even Jay-Z, the last album, he had a whole song called Still Nigga. And it's like, you think white people aren't singing this? This is Jay-Z. They love Jay-Z. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like... If Jay-Z is putting out an album like that and putting out a song like that, he, of course, it's not, he's not writing it for white people, but. But you know your, you, you know your demographic. You know your demographic, your and he definitely knows his, okay? Right. I just feel like I, I would find it hard to believe that a person who says that when they rap does not stay outside of that. So. I mean, you, I, you mean, I, I you mean ne- somebody I, who's writing raps? I, I would never say it outside of that. Like, I never said that outside of that when I was repeating it through, um, you know, repeating it with the words. I would never, I wasn't saying it outside of that. No. I don't even, how do you stop yourself? Like, I don't know. I mean, you shouldn't want to, right? You shouldn't want to say it outside of that. But but I do know a lot of white people that say it. Like, like they're, um, there was this dude, he he was a crumper. And I had a big Facebook argument five years ago with him Mm -hmm. about it because... (laughs) <laughs> and I put up a survey Facebook like, do you guys is. think that it's okay, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. for a white guy to say this? Because I kept telling him, like, bro, that's cool that your your five crumper friends think it's cool. <laughs> right. But you're going to say it in the wrong place. And it's not okay for a white or Italian, like you say, mm. is it's not okay <laughs> to, to say it. And, and especially when you're getting older, that's why I try to, right. I don't get mad, I'll, ed- I'll educate them. Yeah. And, and. Because if you're in high school and your homies are letting you say it all the time, you're going to think you can say it all the time because that is your yeah. view of these are my bl- the black people in my life. Yeah. That's how, but if you go to the wrong place, you're going to get knocked out and yeah. maybe worse. If and someone there are these influences too. There's freaking, what is this, Takashi 6 9 or whatever. Is that dude black? I think he says he has some in him, but. The, and it's like Puerto Rican. Okay. The well, well in, in okay, that's the thing too. So white people can't say it, right? Right. Hispanics think they can say it all the now, time. Now that's another. And I've that's had another that discussion a lot I with Hispanics. Too. I have too. Because then they say it hard, and, and they, they say use, it hard. They use the hard R. <laughs> they use the ER a lot. Okay. Really? Oh yeah. We're talking like Afro Latina. See, that's a whole other. Because I definitely ran into that, especially in New York, where Dominicans and Puerto Ricans were definitely using nigga on the reg. But, they don't but when like, you call but they them don't a nigga, like or when you call them black, not when you call mm-hmm. them a nigga, when you call them black, I know black, I Dominican, I know black, I Puerto Rican. Okay, but right. you what you use a you use the colloquialism, and um, you really can't tell them. You can't tell them not to. Because they really are like, they'll still, I mean, they just don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they play both sides. And then I learned why. Because they basically, like, if they called themselves black back in the Dominican Republic at the time of the regime change or whatever, when Haiti um, Haiti was no longer the, um, what do you call that? Uh, the ruler or yeah. whatever. Um, they wanted to swing more towards the white race and so they were Mm -hmm. like if you call yourself black you are not dominican you cannot reap the benefits of a dominican so basically they hide their black side because they're ashamed and because basically like their their rights would be taken away from them and it's (laughs) so they use it when it's cool and they hide it when when mm-hmm. white people come around. Yeah. <laughs> when someone calls them black. They're like, oh, no, 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 no. And them, them dudes be darker than me. Well, like, there's my, some white black. people that do that, too. They're down for the cause. But if they get around a room of white people, mm-hmm. they either join in with the conversations or just shut up about it and don't check them. Right. And me being those... white, dude, I've had people get in my car. Oh. 
doing Lyft <laughs> once again, and they think because I'm white that I want to join in on their racist talk. And then when I check oh. them, it's pretty funny to hear how they try to backtrack. Well, no, I mean, like, no, don't tell me what you mean. Like, you already told me what you meant. Oh, man, I wish. It's so crazy. I wish. People are just so fucking blatantly, like, what the fuck? I, I, I know. I've been saying that, too. I'm like, if, if you don't like a group of people, why do you go out of your way to hate them? Why do you go out of your way to oppress them? Why do you go out of your way to to condemn them and call the police on them? It's like, let them live their life. And you go live your white or black or whatever life it is you want to live. Destroy them. Just go. Yeah. And that's what I don't, I will never understand that. They want to destroy them. Meanwhile, like you whole... brought us over here, made us work, made us build your country, feed your babies and whatnot. And, and then you destroy our life and, and you want us out. It just, it's so, <laughs> uh, it's so unbelievable. It has to be true. It's it's so like you just kind of make this shit up like that shit with uh, in Central Park with that lady Girl. Mm-hmm. and the dog uh, bird watching. Oh the right, dog. Mm-hmm. She, that bitch knew what the fuck she was doing. She yeah. knew, and that's the heartbreaking that the part. Cops would come there and mm-hmm. likely kill that fucking man, mm-hmm. or at least arrest and, him and throw him, you know, and and batter him up a little bit. And that is, and I, was she charged with? Like falsifying something. I hope she was. I know she, she lost, lost her job. job and she lost the dog. Um, yeah, she lost the job being a fucking ass. Almost killed the fucking dog. Yeah, she lost the dog too. They they came and got the dog. Um, but she. I don't should, know. Did she get know. arrested? Like that should that needs to be a fucking crime. It should be a crime. Yeah. That should absolutely be a crime. But at the same time, I really feel like they shouldn't even be like. Uh, like I feel like a lot of this is about the dispatch and I don't think enough people are talking about the fact that dispatch dispatch the right people and I think that's what the defund of the police thing is about the fact that the dispatch when you do call 911 doesn't have a whole lot of resources and cops and this is what I've been talking to a lot of people about the cops have too much power in the street like they have they have to deal with so many circumstances that they are not equipped for and they are caring. So they always, it just ends up being like, there just shouldn't be a cop at a situation where somebody's overdosing or there's a domestic violence situation. Like there just shouldn't be a gun here. We shouldn't, I mean, maybe some, maybe one cop with a gun, but we should be having social workers, people who are, you know, um, equipped to deal with certain situations that cops are just not and shouldn't even be involved in well domestic violence i think that they should that's fine that's fine i'm just saying there are not there are plenty of circumstances in which cops do not need to show up and and are dispatched to show up and escalate the situation worse and end up killing somebody or putting somebody else in jeopardy who isn't even who isn't even part of the situation you know, that's why they put out a list. It's like, if you see somebody on the side of the road with a, you know, I mean, calling the cops, you like really think about why you're calling the cops and what's going to happen when you do it. That may not have anything to do with what you're calling the cops on. Like, what about this? Other, what about other things and other situations that could pop off because they're, now there's a cop in the situation? Well, see, the thing about it, too, I don't know. Is 311 still a thing? Because I don't even know if people actually use 311 for, like, non-emergency. It's still a thing, um, but they don't advertise for is. people to use it. And so with 911, you know, you get a dispatcher, but they're going to dispatch police, you know, ambulance, fire trucks. But when you uh, call the police, when you call 911, three. when your house is on fire, police don't show up. When you call 911 and someone's having a heart attack, police don't show up. Right, no, that's true. So that's what I'm but, saying. Uh, I'm saying the right people need yeah. to show up for the right situation. There need to be other resources that emergency are combined resources, with, yeah. yeah, emergency resources that are combined or combine them with the cops. You know, I feel like when you call 911, if you're showing up at a situation, domestic abuse or drugs or anything. There should be like a de-escalation person. Yeah, there should be a de-escalation person. There should be a liaison. Absolutely. A lawyer should show up. Everybody should show up as witness, as as liaison to conversation whatever don't talk to the cop talk to me yeah don't talk to my client talk to me you know like i just think their cops unfortunately are too much is put on them 
in my opinion. Too much they they are given way too much that they are completely not equipped to deal with. And then on top of that, they're dealing with PTSD from the night before when they shot somebody or the night before when they saw a dead baby or a dead person or whatever that they saw two days before that alive and well. Like, I don't know. There's things going on with cops inside their own psychological, you know what I mean? There's warfare going on. And then you put them on the cop, you put them on the streets with guns, with angry people. What do you think is going to happen? Oh, I'm going to feel threatened. Feeling threatened is subjective. You might feel threatened by something I don't feel threatened by. So absolutely. How are we? How and are we I, using that? You know, people, let me tell you something. And absolutely, because I feel like, and I'm not saying this is the right fucking thing to do, but whatever. If I was to taunt a cop, that motherfucker's probably gonna shoot me. Exactly. Right? Me too. So right. So that shit's not okay because I can taunt you, and what's gonna happen? You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. No, that's not, that's not that's too much power, too much fucking authority. Yeah. And that is, and then when they get away with the shit, they don't, it's not, this is not just a fucking one off. You know what I mean? Like how many times have these incidences happened? And it's like, oh, this person had a prior history of doing this and this. Yeah. And we always know. find that out later. Of course. We always find that out later. Oh, they had a history. Oh, they had pending whatever. Oh, it was never resolved. And they're still out there working. Why? You're still paying them because you have too much money and you need to be able to use the money. Otherwise, it, you know, gets taken away from you. So you just keep hiring more cops and keep raising their, you know, their rates. And next thing you know, 54 percent of the budget is going to cops. Meanwhile, I saw a freaking Tesla cop car. A Tesla cop car? Yeah. And I'm like, why? L.A. L.A. don't need no Tesla cop car. So, you know, I think it's really... A lot of people are um, unfamiliar with defunding the police and what it actually means. And it's like, it doesn't mean we're not going to have police. <laughs> yeah, it's not abolishing. You know, it's just about dis- redistributing these funds so that it's not all going to cops who are not being trained past. I asked my cop friend, you're not being trained past six months. And what happens in that six months? They're not being psychologically evaluated. They're not being, I mean... They should have vacations. They shouldn't be working every single day, every single night. If something happens to them, they should ha- they should have leave. I mean, I- I'm sure they'd have these things in place. But at the same time, if we're in a season like now where cops are, their presence is needed all the time, then you ain't getting no day off. But see, this is my thing, too. And it's not even just police. So what about the people like coroners who see death every motherfucking day all the mm-hmm. goddamn time for, you know what I mean? Um, you know, firefighters, mm-hmm. you know, people who are in positions where they see trauma mm-hmm. every day. You know, what, what, what's like, what do those people do? Um, you know, are they out there? I don't know. I don't, you know what I mean? Well, like, I don't know. Is it because they're not in positions of, like, authority the way that police are? And that's what I'm imagining. You know what I mean? Um, well, someone brought... Kind of yeah, I understand the trauma that you're seeing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you know, cops... My cop friend was saying that, you know, being a cop is a thankless job and blah, blah, blah. And, um, I, I agree. You don't see enough cops, like, saving lives on TV, blah, blah, blah. But... Um, I don't know. It's 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 hard. It's hard because, again, I want to say, <laughs> you did sign up for this, but with firefighters and paramedics, you know, firefighters get a they have like a hero complex. You know, nobody nobody questions firefighters as people, and the cops do get a lot more. You know, just hate. And firefighters could be out here. They could be pedophiles. They could be rapists. They could be they could be doing all kinds of stuff that we wouldn't necessarily know because we're not we don't look into we don't see firefighters the way we see cops. And firefighters just automatically are heroes. Paramedics are just automatically heroes. Doctors are just automatically heroes. Nurses are just automatically heroes. It's like, well, this person's actually a piece of shit who you know molests children on the weekends, but. We wouldn't know that because he runs into burning buildings saving people. So, you know, there's just, I think there's a, there's, there's a lot on both sides. Like, I don't, I don't, I know there are good cops out there um, who are getting a bad rep and go through a lot more than they should because of the bad cops. Um, Do you think that you're a good cop if you, just because you don't participate, well, 
let's say you, you um don't speak up on things that you speak. If you don't speak up, no, you're not a good cop to me. No. No. Um no. I agree. Yeah. I don't think it's I don't think it works like that. And at this point, you know, I we got to you got to prove you ain't racist too, at this point. It's just too difficult of a job to for the amount of training that mm-hmm. they get. Exactly. Like you should have to have a degree. I said um you should have to have some kind of degree. You should have to go through human resources and and crisis management and so many things. You should have to have you should basically be a social worker with a gun. I would, I would like to see them, you know, uh, if they defund the police, um, to definitely allocate those funds. So like you were saying, like mental health resources, mm-hmm. people, other people showing up to some of these calls. Yeah. Um, and to teachers and, and schools. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can you but, imagine like, te- I bet you there's a lot of teachers if you paid them twice as much money um, with that, with those, with that budget that they would, volunteer to be on ride-alongs with cops and and you know what i'm saying like people volunteer firefight all the time yeah they have like a volunteer i believe that's volunteer like um like crisis intervention mm-hmm. type yeah. of people so like when someone dies and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. rape crisis yep. there, there are people yep. that volunteer i would have to say they'll probably there's probably not enough people out there to either even be resourceful versus whether they're being paid or not well Um, that's yeah and and maybe that's maybe that's one of those things that kind of is you know which which comes first are we going to get the people in here we're going to get the money in here because you can get the people in here but if you're not paying them they're going to go away and if you have the money but you don't have the people you know it's like pay these people the right amount of money for these programs while they're available and not after the fact now we got to get them back now we got to find them they were once available but they weren't being paid you know yeah i know this this sounds like you know in a perfect world i know yeah but i think i think this is i think this is a divine time and we're you know the pandemic has had its mm, i guess positives in terms of just it's given people the opportunity to be at home paying attention to all this and not mm-hmm. just going about their lives, you know what I mean? Just they've had no choice but to. So, um, guys, if you guys are interested in doing more or helping out, um, there's a lot of people you can follow. Um, Angela Rye, Amanda Seals. Um, there's petitions. There's everywhere. petitions everywhere. Obama. Obama. dot org. Uh, change.org mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of petitions out there there's a lot of there's a lot of things we can do besides protests I'm all about the protests like please do it but uh, you know because that that keeps the conversation going so that people don't forget mm-hmm. um, but on the other hand once you're done protesting like go home and sign some petitions and read some shit and um, donate your money um, more aware of all research make sure you do your research if you're going to donate money yeah do your research research on some of these causes and charities um because they're not all what you think yeah you should always watch for putting your dollar through that and gofundmes too same especially gofundmes do your research and um if you're interested i i have four i have four episodes so far of like raw racism and white privilege on my ig um at crystal connor sorry at crystal with a k sorry um on ig so you can check those out if you want to hear some you know if you want to hear some white people and their their accountability and and how to be an ally and everything um yeah and just breathe and take take breaks guys take breaks Give yourself time. Give yourself opportunity to see the sun. Take a walk. Take a hike. Take a drive. You know, um, I've been doing a lot of yoga and trying to just yoga paint. You know, just yeah, whatever you need to Listen do. Listen to music. Whatever you need to do, because it's it's a long, it's an ongoing fight. I think on like you're saying right now, it's on trend, but 
Absolutely. It's going to take and a it's lot an more. Year. Yeah. And, yeah. God. They, I just started seeing Trump ads. Call at me after November. <laughs> oh, no, I just started seeing Trump ads, too. Fuck. And I actually, well, I kind of want to announce it, and then I don't. But, uh, <laughs> um, Mm, I won't, but there's, there's like a, I've kind of gotten invested, like, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I wouldn't say I'm cohorting with the enemy, but I'm trying to, I'm, I'm going past enemy lines, because I want to know what they're up to over there, and what's going on, and what I can tell you is that there's a lot of money being raised um, daily for that Trump campaign, and I'm talking about millions of dollars, and I'm talking about them you know, if you donate some, they will quadruple it, whatever you donate. So. <sighs> I want to say I'm not surprised, but I'm so fucking surprised. Like the way that this whole fucking pandemic was handled on top of other shit. But the way this fucking pandemic was handled, really? Yeah, like fucking they raised really? like $10 million yesterday. For him on his birthday. It was like, let's surprise the president, guys, and raise $10 million. If you donate how much, we'll quadruple it within the hour. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just letting y'all know that. Y'all mother. I'm listening to the other side. I'm, I'm, I'm infiltrating. But it doesn't look good. So, <laughs> um, just vote, vote at a local level, guys, and don't let them stifle your vote. Voter suppression is real, and look up who you're who you're voting for, because there's just mm, really what it is is that Trump, not even Trump, the president can't do a whole lot if you don't have the Senate, the House, um, Congress behind him. So, just just be aware. Sharonda said bullshit. That's right, Sharonda. And um, it'll be next week that we'll do a little replay. So um, until then, do you have anything left for? Mm-mm. Are you speechless? Mm-mm. I have nothing. I have nothing left. I've had nothing. I know. I have nothing. You left. have anything left, Quan? <laughs> no. Okay. Be nice. <laughs> be nice to others. Yeah. Be nice. Um, I think we'll be replaying Friends with Benefits. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's happening. Um, so yeah, guys, just <laughs> treat other motherfuckers how you want to be treated. There you, you go. Treat me a certain way. Don't say shit when I come back at your ass even harder. That's right. Don't get there mad. it is, and that's that's on the love or the hate side. Okay. Hmm. We love you guys. We really thank you and appreciate you and um, appreciate y'all letting us get it out. But the next time, we're back to the sexy. All right. <laughs> um, until two weeks from now, we'll talk to you yeah. then. Love you guys. Love y'all. What the fuck?